Hi, good morning, Night Vale listeners, fans, owners, and future patrons. Yes, we said it, patrons. We are launching a Patreon. So we can do cool things like bring you more fun slash weird content and have some cash to pay our editors and mixers. If you were thinking I'd love to buy those Good Morning Night Vale hosts a beer or a froyo or two semesters of tuition at mortuary school. Now you can, but instead of beers and yogurt and embalming fluid, it's cash so we can use it to keep bringing you this show. We have great perks for our patrons, like ad-free episodes and exclusive backstage tour videos and pictures, including video from our recent trip to White Castle. It was fine. Totally fine. Plus, a bonus monthly fan zone only episode, bi-monthly live fan zones, shout-outs in the credits, recipes, and food recs from the cast. I, Hal Lublin, will make scones for you on the internet. Plus, monthly weird, personalized gifts and snacks delivered by mail from the cast. I have a lot of weird Night Vale shit in my house, and for the right price, it's coming your way. And the opportunity to be a guest on Good Morning Night Vale on the future episode of your choice. And more. If you love us or even just like us, check out our Patreon and keep our love alive with your sweet, sweet cash. Go to patreon.com slash goodmorningnightvale. That's patreon.com. Good morning, Night Vale. We are forever in your hearts. And in your earbuds. And in your bank accounts. It's fine. We We love love you. you. I sing the body electric. I grasp the body organic. I miss the body remembered. Good morning, Night Vale. everybody uh it's us again and it's me symphony and i'm just a person who can't read and i'm just a hell who can't say no and i am a meg who can read and can say no but (laughs) never says no to reading um and we are here as we are convened together across the internet we've convened this group of this coven Mm. of Night Vale performers to talk to you about a show that you've listened to before and remember fondly or not so fondly. And we've come here together in our coven to talk about it. And this episode's description of numbers is some strange new developments at the local numbers station WZZZ, plus an update on former intern Dana, tips on how to get out of a geographical loop and constant press conferences from outgoing mayor Pamela Winchell. You guys, I always thought of it as whiz as I read it. Not WZZZ as whiz, but he says WZZZ. So, but I read it as whiz. You can, you can pronounce it as whiz. I think they would like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about, yeah, number stations, huh? This one kind of made me sad. Oh, this one guts me. Poor Faye. Poor Poor Faye. Faye. You go through this nice journey with her because she's, she's like cute. Like, first of all, she's just numbers and then she's like singing and then she goes away. She doesn't get out. Yeah. Um, When this episode was being made, 
I remember the ending was different. And then they decided to go with this ending, um, mm. which completely guts you. Um, <laughs> and the original ending didn't completely, like, I feel like I was, I was completely, I heard it the first way. I was completely gutted. And then I didn't know I could be gutted even more. And then they <laughs> changed it. And yeah, and I was both large intestine and small intestine. Completely eviscerated. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the origin in the original ending, just gonna give you some behind the scenes. In the original ending, you hear her come back for just a second and she sings, I am a champion. Just and then just for like a small second, but then they made the decision to to go without her coming back for a second. Faye. Oh, Faye. Oh. Uh, can we talk for a second about number stations? Because yes. in the yeah, in yeah. the intro in the book, Joseph talks about them being unquestionably a thing that exists, which which they are. Um, I just want to read a little bit about them. Okay. If I may. Please. So a number station, which is an actual thing, is a shortwave radio station, uh, and it broadcasts formatted numbers. Sometimes it's uh, Morse code. Sometimes it's just tones, like doing a song or something like that. The the most common explanation of which is that it's a way to broadcast messages to uh, intelligence officers Mm -hmm. in other countries. And they use speech synthesis a lot of times to vocalize numbers. Um, sometimes you have phase shift keying, and I, there is an example on the Wikipedia page that is um, a recording of Lincolnshire poacher interval signal followed by a coded transmission of five numbers zero two five eight eight, and it sends shit like I as I'm reading about it, just the the goosebumps on the back of my neck. But these started uh, in World War One, mm-hmm. and they believe the first listener was the Archduke Anton of Austria. And those were transmitted in Morse code. So sometimes it is someone reading numbers, some someone or something reading numbers. Sometimes it's just Morse code, but they are like bizarre, and you can find them all around the world. See, this is goddamn journalism, y'all. Yeah, I think it's it's really smart. It's a great way because it's like you can just be transmitting something, and anyone who has access to the frequency through shortwave can listen to it without leaving a trail that they're listening. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Like, that's not clocking their listenership. It's just they can tune into it um, and, and get there without giving up their position. Um, although, if you had a second point from that, you could try and get it where they were. Anyway. Um, but, yeah. So, uh, yeah. It's, it, they use it in the show The Americans. Yeah. <laughs> I never watched that with um, Carrie whatever. Yeah. Carrie Russell. Russell. Yeah. Carrie Russell and uh, Matthew Reese, Real life couple. Oh, really? Yeah, they uh, met on the show. Oh, that's how you do it, showmance. It's a showmance. Um, I ran into her in a coffee shop in Brooklyn, and she is even prettier in person. Oh, cool. That's always fun. Oh, wow. Yeah. She was fun. Actually, it's a funny story because I was there with Joseph. We were getting coffee and Bobby Cannavale was there, who's also a celebrity. And I was like, ooh, celebrity setting, Bobby Cannavale. And then uh, he starts talking to this lady who's also really pretty, and uh, they had just run into each other. And I was like, oh, fuck, it's Carrie Russell. So it's like, oh, two celebrities are just, like, running into each other in Brooklyn. <laughs> it was a chance. Cha- I got to witness their chance meeting. Oh, like you're at the zoo. Yeah. I was like, oh, look, they interact. Stars are just like us. They run into people at coffee shops. I bet they poop. Oh, no. Uh, no, that's true. They're not allowed. Uh. I, just both of you go 
to the Wikipedia entry for Numbers Station mm-hmm. and listen to the sample. I'm going to put it in. We work for those of you who want some inside baseball. We work on a off of a Google Doc, so I'm going to put it into the Google Doc right now at the very top. I'm going to put it. I'm just going to move that down. Uh, there it is. I want you to click on that, and I you'll both have headphones on, and and when I say go, I want you to play it, and then I'm going to paint a scene for you, and I want to see how frightened you get. Okay. Um, so let me, let just, me know. Let me just check real quick and make sure it's coming through my headphones. Okay. Okay, number station. Let's do a headphones okay, test. So Lincolnshire Poacher. Okay, so don't play it yet. Okay. Uh, Meg, is your sound coming through? It is not coming through my headphones because it's I'm yeah because let's we're gonna do this is we're gonna. Oh, your headphones. Are, okay, you're putting out another pair. I swear this is worth it uh, for me. <laughs> Plus, you get all this great sound of. Uh, of zippers, <laughs> like who knows what's going me on. Unzipping the wire, the cable for my headphones. Yeah. We're, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Meg is plugging her headphones in. Just needs a second. Uh, this um, is totally going to be worth it. Me, okay, we can hear you. I can't make it work. <laughs> so okay, just, this is just for you, Symphony. Okay. So let's all watch Symphony. All right, Symphony, are you ready? Yeah, ready. All right, press. Uh, I want you to imagine okay. that you're driving down like a desert road, okay. like you're driving through New Mexico, and it's it's one of those areas where there are no lights, uh, yeah. so it's completely dark, yeah. so it's just your headlights lighting the way. I don't have good night and, vision. And you know, uh, you have your glasses on, okay. and then behind you, like, you know, you can see in the rearview mirror, you just look back there to see no, uh, if there are any cars, okay. and and as this is playing, a gray-head alien slowly... Like a like just rises I'm, from okay, your back. I'm seat. getting like a weird. Okay, hold on. All right, press play. Go ahead and press play. This is a 20 second clip. We've set the stage. Yeah, she's making a very confused face right now. That is what these stations are. And then the numbers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Then the number. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's bizarre. Weird. So that is what it, that is. They they don't they're not like twenty four seven broadcasting. And what it is is like you hear like do 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 do, and then you hear a computerized voice go zero two five eight eight. But it's all still really zero, staticky. Two Ooh. five eight eight because it's uh, and then that's it. So and then that's the broadcast happened at like specific times, and there are there is a group called Enigma that that tasks themselves with like classifying all these. So they code all of them. So the name of that station is um is called E03. Mm-hmm. So the E means that it's in English. Okay. So if it was G it would be in German, then there's Slavic languages, V is all other languages, there's Morse code and there's polytone like oh my gosh. Oh I don't and, and there's something familiar about it, but I don't remember ever really hearing one it's before. It's because you're a sleeper. Oh, is that why? <laughs> Would I like to have, buy a deck of cards or whatever is from the original Manchurian Candidate? Am I the Manchurian Candidate? Yes. Oh, no. Dang well, it. now I'm aware of it. Can I still be? Hmm. No. Anyway, the, but it's, it, they're very they're very bizarre phenomenon that we're not really – like there's there's been no official that is what these are for. But it, it, the generally accepted – 
excuses that they are used for for communicating uh, with counterintelligence people. Mm, that's creepy. But it's so creepy, so creepy, so scary. And so taking that premise as as Joseph uh, talks about and making it, what if this person who's just reading numbers or this machine that just reads numbers, what would happen if they all of a sudden became sentient Mm. and tried to break free? Yeah. And so much of, of this episode rests on Molly's performance and it's great. She's so talented as a performer and very, uh, she's very dedicated to whatever she's doing. She really like locks it in. Mm-hmm. In a very she really does method way, and she, and she does that here beautifully. Yeah, specifically in the paragraph where she's talking about dis- describing freedom. Um, yeah, I like I per- thought our performance was just strong throughout the whole episode, but during that part, it was like I really feel like this is a computer that wants to be free, or that this is a person that wants to be free, and like I can like yeah, it, it really really feel that coming from her, which I think is not easy to do when you don't have a lot to work with and a lot of what you're working with is numbers. <laughs> right. And, uh, and you're kind of working without a great deal of direction or any direction and just turning in audio. And yeah. she really does it. She really fa- finds it in the words. Um, it's a heartbreaking performance. Yeah, it really it's really, is. Yeah, and that, that's all I can keep thinking of. Like, I, I mean, it's interesting to see hear the journey, like all the way through from her going from just like a regular computer, just reading numbers to have, finding some sentience and is like, you know, singing and is like, you know, discovering this new life and what does that mean? And is someone listening and what do you call them and all that stuff? It's very Little Mermaid, you know? Yeah. And that maybe that's it too, is that you're the innocence of this new consciousness is just like so endearing. (laughs) It's just so endearing. And to feel that like taken away at the end is just like so callously, I guess, like, so just like swiftly, like there's no explanation for it. We don't know who did it. Obviously it's done remotely and it's sad. It's very sad because you just wanted them to have what they wanted, which was freedom and to just be themselves. Um, There's other sad stuff that goes on in this episode, too, because I feel like Pamela Winchell's thing is really sad, too. Yeah. She's seeing the end of her term. Oh. And it's bumming her out. Yeah. She pops Uh, all those balloons. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, this episode has a lot of stuff in it. There's lots of plot things that are happening. There's lots of, like, very, like, standard Night Vale things that are happening. There's that Hulu ad. Oh, that's my favorite. update about Dana. Hulu. So Um, good. We get an update. (laughs) We get an update about uh, like the presence of Lauren and Daniel at the station. Right. So we're like getting Strex plot. We're getting Dana plot. We're getting uh, like mayoral plot, um, uh, and you know, and that funny ass Hulu ad. That's okay. That and, that and the man ad. in the tan jacket. Oh right, that it, he came in for ten to fifteen minutes because it was like a second of a pause, and then he was like, "Oh, did you just remember?" I was like. Because I was, like, listening, but, again, I wasn't reading along. So that, like, little second of a break, and then once I noticed it, then he started talking about the man in the tan jacket, and I was like, oh, dang it. No, I didn't miss. Oh, haha, that's what the device is. 
Yeah, and then him just Cecil describing the man, what the man in the tan jacket was saying and what he was doing there, and that all just dissolves. Yes, it's just like you see, you can feel it leave Cecil's mind, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Which is what that man in the tan jacket does. Hulu, Hulu. Oh God! <laughs> Download episodes of that pitch. <laughs> they use that joke a couple times so far, and I love it. Just stay tuned for another episode of <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> After the uh, second Democratic debate, somebody <laughs> tweeted uh, Marianne Williamson thing where they were like, uh, this next question is for Marianne Williamson. Uh, what do you think about the economy? And then it's just a video, which I guess is a meme that I was not aware of, of a black cat with like the light shown in its eyes. So its eyes are glowing. And it's clearly in the video, it's going like, meow, meow, meow. but, but uh, th- they've dubbed it over. So every time it opens its mouth, you just hear static. Oh. So it's just like, meow, meow, meow. <laughs> and I, I was sitting in here uh, in my living room, and I was watching TV, and Jennifer was in the bedroom, and I heard her laughing so hard just at the video of the cat <laughs> making the static noise that I had to come see what it was. And it's like she was watching a six-second video on a loop. Just the the cat making static noise was the funniest, uh, the funniest thing. That is actually. Some memes uh, like that, like little, I don't, I don't even know if it's called, it's not a gif, right? It's a meme if it has sound too, right? It's little a, things like it's that. A, yeah. That's why I like it's a video. Tic, that's why I like TikTok. It's like a TikTok. That's why I like TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. Because it's like funny and like, it's like one second. It's so stupid. Yeah. It's like why, why we love Vine, why we loved Vine, you know? It plays with the brevity. Yeah. So. Get out of me car! <laughs> I'm in me mom's car. Get out of me car. Vroom, vroom. Um, I, I like, Symphony, I like your TikTok. The when you're wearing two hats. <laughs> it's winter, bitch. It's winter, bitch. Um, that's a fun TikTok. If you're out there on the talk, find uh, Symphony Sanders starring in It's Winter, bitch, the TikTok. Uh, that's, uh, it's on Jeffrey's, Jeffrey Craner's. Yes, it's on Jeffrey Craner's TikTok. Because he's a real TikTok um, master, you know? Yeah. A real TikToker. I know that we're like 700 million years away from the election and we, you know, Marianne Williamson debate thing just happened in our world. Yeah. Um, it made me very excited as a comedian because there's just so, what's one of the great things about big circus elections in the political system is just like, there's so many fun jokes to be made, yeah. to be shared, to be laughed at. It's such a, I wonder if it is like a, it's definitely not a distinctly American thing, but we really do lampoon our politics. And I think that's one of our great traditions. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although some people can't take a damn joke. You know who I mean. Yeah, we know. Yeah. I mean, it's not funny. This political situation is that we're in is very no. difficult, which is why at this early juncture, I am going to be supporting Marianne Williamson. Because she's a witch, and America, America needs a witch. Can you imagine if I was like just fully like just behind her, just like you know what? Yeah, I think we should do it, guys. Listen, Bernie is talking that the only thing that we can do is have a revolution, and I think he's right. And that revolution is Marianne Williamson. Oh God, <laughs> save us all. Oh gosh, girlfriend, you are so on. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, this episode's going to air in like 
th- three weeks. Things could be total. Things will be totally different. By totally then. different. Completely different. Who even knows? Yeah. Hello, future us. Hope you're still there. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, but yeah, a lot, a ton of stuff happens in this episode, mm-hmm. uh, along with the 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 growth of the character of Faye, because she breaks in and um, is instantly likable with the singing, because like who hasn't just like really belted it out right to a song like that? I mean, Roar is like a is is it fucking slaps. That song is a shout in your car kind of song. Yeah. As well as the, uh, the this episode is very much of its time because it has Roar and then it has the fun song the fun We song. Are Young. That oh, song also that? makes me very sad. Yeah. I always think of it like, We Are Young. <laughs> you know? Because uh, you're like, it's like a, it's a blaze of glory sort of song, you know? Like, oh, yeah. you're you're young for this one night, you know? And then you have to go back to like, you have to go to your responsibilities and do all this stuff. You're like, but it's like tonight, you know, you're young. Set the world on fire. You've got this, you know. Fire. We get by fire. Then the sun will. Oh, and then all of a sudden you're 35 and you take acid reduction pills so that you can fall asleep without crippling heartburn from eating anything you've just eaten. Yeah, I'm about to and do that's that. That's the fire you're talking about. Is let's set your esophagus on fire. You've eaten acid. <laughs> yeah. Take take your CVS brand Renetidine. We <laughs> are thirty five. <laughs> it's life, baby. Yep. Yep. It's life. I'm not gonna set the world on fire anymore. At least not on purpose. <laughs> Nor I, friend. Nor I. <laughs> no. um, yeah. So we had talked about this in the last episode. Uh, about the, the more guest parts coming into the show. Yeah. For, yeah. And this is another example of that. We get we get a guest part. A whole character gets developed. P- pulled from thin air. Does not exist in this universe before. And now all of a sudden is here with a lot to say. Um, so yeah, that's something that is stylistically new that is happening in our in our in our overall structure right now. Yeah. Um, but I think this character of Faye has become a favorite of. Uh, fans and luckily we've been able to have Molly Quinn be in um, the live shows as well. Yep. Um, and so that's always a wonderful experience. Yeah, it's interesting what they do with this, mm-hmm. um, what they do with what, what Faye becomes, or what, right. how Molly Molly continues to work in this world with us. Because yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, it's also something to think about when looking at the uh, first Megan Wallaby episode too, because that is another computer talking to you uh, episode where the person gets out, you know, right. Things work out a lot better for Megan than they do for Faye. I would not want to have a laptop in Night Vale. Oh, because it could be all sorts (laughs) of Hey, how? Good morning. I turned your shower on extra hot to burn your skin off. So you can be computer like me. I love you. No, don't do that, computer. Mm, too bad. Should not have had Google Home. Dum dum. Computer out. This is what happens when you accept the privacy policies. <laughs> By the way, I spent all of your pictures you ever took into the cloud. Computer, <laughs> you did it again, you beautiful bastard. 
computer is a messy bitch who loves drama. I know. I was like, your your computer is uh, like shady. My computer just overheats. Right. Your, com- <laughs> your computer is going through menopause. My computer is going through menopause. <laughs> Leave computer alone for a while. Put computer in freezer. <laughs> Give computer vodka and loose joint. <laughs> True. True story. If that's what menopause is all about, I'm ready for it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. I, l- I look boldly out to the horizon towards menopause and I'm like, well, there's a- it has its benefits, you know? There's the whole pausing. Yeah. Yeah. Like pausing of like <laughs> being able to have a baby. Shouldn't it be called men to stop? Yeah. Cause you'd like seriously yeah. stop. Yeah. Like it's not pausing unless you like magically think I'm going to like become fertile again at like 110. <laughs> what about, what about you, menolution? Menolution. You're taking the next step. Uh, speak, you're taking the next step. Should we take the next step? Let's take yes. the next step into the weather. What do you say? Let's do it. Uh, up next, we're going to have a conversation with our good friend and someone who I call my little sister. I don't know if she still would let me do that, but it's Molly Quinn. Uh, first, we're going to have a conversation about this episode's weather, which is Keep It Coming by... <laughs> Send him Silla. Send him I was waiting for Hal to just try it. I had to think for a second. I was like, uh, yeah, sorry. Sorry, Send him. Which is... So I said him, Silla. All is mine spelled backwards. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's why that's how we get that name. I learned from my Googling. That is neat. Oh. Um, uh, it's a cool piece of music. I yeah, I like, yeah, I like, I like that it when it started, it made me think of like a eighties commercial. The initial like melody and like singing, it that just like the general tone of it made me think of like a eighties commercial. And then I was like, Oh, it's gonna be a hip hop song. And then I was like, Oh yeah, you know I like my rap musics. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and then my favorite part of the song is this happens in hip hop sometimes, and it always cracks me up when they're like, "That's it," and it's the end of the song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're like you don't need to announce your departure. It's not an airport. No, uh, that's right. Why not? Why not? Um, yeah, I really yeah, I, I like the song. I think it's fun. I like when we get some raps uh, in our weather. Uh, I, I love the song. It's sampling. It's which is yeah. the song. It's sampling. It's Valerie Simpson's. Keep it coming. Um, Valerie Simpson is part of a writing duo that wrote such hits, um, such absolute hits as Ain't No Mountain High, Ain't No Valley Low, mm-hmm. uh, Ain't No River What. <laughs> um, so yeah, she, she's still alive. Her writing partner's dead though. Mm. Keep it coming. It was good. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I don't know. I I always enjoy a little hip hop. Plus, I was like I said, not at home listening, so I was like out in public. And I'm one of those people that I can't. If I hear good music, it's very difficult for me to not like move along with it. So I'm like bopping my head a little bit, and then I start like shuffling my feet around, you know. So it's just all very. Um, uh, it's very obvious about what's yeah. going on inside my headphones. It makes you groove. Yeah. yeah. I, I ain't scared. I ain't ashamed. Yeah. It's a good piece of music. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Um, Senem Silla retired from music in 2014. Oh. Come back, Senem. 
You still have work to do. No, he was really like, that's it. He's like, I'm leaving this song and the music industry. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, like, yeah, yeah, and I retire. And then they <laughs> And they're like, keep it left. coming. He's like, no, seriously, I'm retired. No, I'm done. Yeah. What part of that don't you understand? Stop coming after me with this microphone. Stop chasing me around town with a microphone. I said I was done. Respect my privacy. <laughs> well, thanks for your contribution, Senum. Yes, many thanks. Stay right there. Good morning, Nightfell will return after a brief break. Do you have trouble getting the sleepies like I do, having a good night's sleep, like a full night's sleep? Let me introduce you to Feels, which is the premium CBD delivered directly to your doorstep. If you're like me and you have trouble, if you have stress, if you have anxiety, pain, or sleeplessness, then you just put a few drops of Feels under your tongue and you'll feel the difference within minutes. And if you're like me and you are new to CBD like I was, they offer a free CBD hotline to help guide your personal experience. Feels has me feeling my best every day and it can help you too. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash good morning and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash good morning to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash good morning. That's the sound of me smelling my own armpit because I smell like a coconut vanilla cookie. And I smell like that because of native deodorant. Good Morning Night Vale is very pleased to be able to offer you 20% off of your first purchase of native deodorant by going to nativedeodorant.com and entering promo code GOODMORNING at checkout. I find myself very lucky to live in a time in history when deodorant exists. Think about how bad George Washington must have smelled and be grateful that you don't have to go anywhere near that. I don't want you to be stinky. I want you to smell great. And I want you to do that without endangering your body with harsh chemicals. Native deodorant can do that for you. Their products are naturally formulated and aluminum free. So you're not gonna be slowly poisoned by your own armpits. You're gonna have to find another way to die. And while you're finding that other way to die, you will smell great with a naturally derived deodorant that actually works. Native deodorant is not tested on animals. So no narwhals, which are real, will be injured for you to smell awesome. Visit nativedeodorant.com, use promo code GOODMORNING, and don't smell like George Washington. All right, let's welcome to Good Morning Night Vale the voice, uh, the guest voice from this episode, Molly Quinn, whose voice is Faye, voice of the number station in this particular episode. Welcome, Molly. <gasps> Thanks, guys. Hi, Molly. Hey, I love y'all. I feel like we love you. Yeah, so I feel like you. we should have like um, like a clapping track or something there anytime because <laughs> I I get so excited and I'm like in my house like just like air clapping behind my microphone. <laughs> I mean, I think I, I envision that as my clap track anyway, so it's perfect. <laughs> we'll make sure to add that going forward. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, the warm welcome to the, 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 chat, the chat zone of Good Morning Night Vale. I'm going to start looking up soundboards so we can really <laughs> just pepper some stuff in there. 
Sounds great. Oh my God. I thought you said you're going to start licking soundboards. And I was like, that just seems like unnecessary private information that I don't understand. Listen, Molly. That's what Hal Loveland's into. When I don't kink shame me, number one. Number two, when I encounter a soundboard, I have to like it. I have to let the soundboard know I'm in charge, or else it's gonna walk all over me. And that's I, you lick the soundboard. I learned that from uh, the dark web. Okay, yeah. I, you can. I'm glad to know learn that. Learn so much. Yeah. Yeah. Moving forward, you can learn so much about things from your mouth. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Uh, great. So uh, on the, the focus and track of this show, so Molly, how did you become involved with this? How did you end up being in this episode? How did we get you here right now in this moment? Well, I mean, I think what happened was I was doing um, Thrilling Adventure Hour with Hal and all those guys. And I heard uh, Mark Evan Jackson and Mark Gagliardi talking about this crazy like new podcasts that they had done in New York. And I got like really jealous that they had done something that I hadn't done. Uh, <laughs> uh, Cause I'm insane and was like, Hey, like, what are y'all talking about this and that? And, um, they told me, welcome to Night Vale. It's really, you know, kooky and fun and like, unlike anything else. And I started looking it up and I found Joseph on Twitter uh, was my main point of contact. And then I, 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 I just kind of obsessively tweeted at him asking <laughs> if I could be on the show. Uh, and yeah, we clicked. And the first time I met you guys was, uh, playing an intern. Like I think a lot of people start out mm-hmm. as, uh, at the LA show at, um, Oh, what's the name of that theater that we did all our at shows? Largo. At the, yeah, at the Largo. Yeah, Largo. Yeah. 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 And it was and it was wild. Like I felt like a, a deer in the headlights, but you know, I was scared and I wanted more. I remember <laughs> it was a command performance. You <laughs> had a big, beautiful death as your intern. That's right. Yeah, I fell on the stage. Wow. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Pe- people talked about that. I remember because uh, I was uh, sad that I wasn't in those shows that were happening in L.A. I had the same thing you did because I wasn't doing those shows. But I heard after the fact that you did it and that your death scene was like a, a showstopper. And that's still <laughs> – I feel like still that's something we talk about from time to time. So you're like – that performance is in the Pantheon, the Hall of Fame of, of Night Vale. Wow, I didn't know that. That's, that's freaking that's awesome. Freaking awesome. <laughs> Yeah, and you've—I mean, you've played. You've played. You were an intern in the live show. You are Faye uh, in the voice of the number station in this, and then you go on to play Melanie in in future episodes and iterations. So you've had several different things you've gotten to to lend your vo- vocal talents to. Yeah, and each one has um, been awesome. I I love having the opportunity to like do those live shows and then getting to—I mean—tour with you guys. That's just something that, Hey, Pikachu, chill. (laughs) That you, (laughs) that you, that you don't get to do. Like, I don't know many, you know, young performers coming up, like trying to be in the arts who, who actually get opportunities to do this type of, uh, traveling show. You know, Mm -hmm. we hear about it, we read about it. It's, it's our roots. Um, but it's, you know, it's it's slowly slipping away. And for me, who just, I love the history of entertainment, getting an opportunity to, like, 
tread the boards, I guess, in that way. Just <laughs> yeah. And with you guys, and with doing a progressive show, uh, in so many ways, just I mean, it it checked boxes that I didn't even know could be checked. Like it, honest to God, like working with you guys and and touring, especially, um, has been the most fulfilling work I've done. Oh, wow. That's very nice. I really loved having you on tour. That's so sweet. Yeah, I mean, you you're, you bring so much to the table uh, from an acting and performance perspective, but also in just a, like, good dude to hang out with on tour perspective. So <laughs> I'm glad that it was, uh, I'm glad that you enjoyed the experience because we always enjoyed having you with us. Yeah. Oh, I'm um, glad because I was always a little, like, I love you, Meg, but I was always rightly a little terrified of you. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, rightly, like, you know, you had to keep everyone in shape. Um, yeah. and yeah, I mean, guys, I did a, I did a lot of growing up on those tours. I think I, my first hangover was, was on uh, the first tour. It was, it had nothing to do with me. Symphony, yeah. it had everything to I, do with you. Yeah. I now reject the truth. that. I am a good influence. You're, no, you're the best influence. It was the best, like, it was... I don't think a hangover gets any better, you know, like if it can be good. And then even the experience of like having like, it was my turn to drive right. the next morning. And I was like, I can't, like, I can't, I'm not a baby. Like I'm not going to, and I know that I could have, I know I could have asked for like someone else to drive, but I was like, I'm up, I'm getting in the shower. I'm not going to eat anything. And I'm driving this damn van. Uh, yeah. It was, I just, I love every memory that I have with you guys. The nitties and I remember the being like, I remember like confidently being like, well, Molly can drive. It's fine. Like she'll do it. And you did. You were just like, sure. I mean, it was you awesome. Did. Like, you know, there was no coddling. And I think, especially up to that point, um, and maybe because people were trying to be nice or just working on a network show, there was maybe a little too much coddling, you know, like there, there wasn't, um, yeah, I wasn't, I don't want to say I wasn't trusted, but I don't think people trust, trusted me, you know, to like get places on time and to like do uh, things as like part of a, a group. Uh, and I mean, shit, I didn't even know if I could until being with you guys. I mean, it, it gave me so much confidence to be like, no, I, I can do this and I can work with these people and party with these people and get up on time and, you know, all that jazz, jazz. Yeah. And you did. And we had, I think we had such a wonderful time uh, traveling around the country and just exploring and seeing uh, some amazing places and performing. Mm -hmm. And it was really, it was really an honor to have you with us. And every time I get to see you in LA, it, you know, I, it's very much like family, right? You don't see each other all yeah. the time, but when you do, yeah, it's like but wonderful. You don't have to. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I would love to see all of you more, but I think that is kind of the true definition of family. Like, we keep in touch. We respect mm -hmm. each other and what we're doing. And when we can make time to see each other, we do. Because I think we also understand that, like, just because, like, Symphony, just because, like, you come to L.A., if if you're busy, like, and don't have time to see me, like, mm. I, there's, like, I'm not going to get upset at that. Because, like, right. I, I know that, like, we're best friends and that we like have that mutual like love for each other definitely uh, not so much for Hal I, I never see him <laughs> um, <laughs> but no it, I, yeah. I do I do feel that way which I don't know is just it's refreshing it's yeah yeah I, I kind of want to dig into to Faye a little bit 
uh, number one, I want to know what the recording, because, you know, we're talking about doing the shows on the road and getting to be with each other, which is a whole different energy than when mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're recording stuff for an episode, which I assume is you by yourself with a microphone and and knowing uh, Joseph and Jeffrey very little direction. <laughs> yeah. So what yeah. was what was that process like for you? Um, it's a it's a really cool question. I was thinking about it today when I was re-listening to the episode. Um, I remember like when they sent me the script, I read it and I was like, "This is special." Like, there's like a magic like woven into these words. Um, and at the time, I was um, recording a. TV show at Nickelodeon called Winx Club, an animated show. Uh, And so I had the ability uh, to ask them to, like, go in and record there. Oh, wow. Cool. I was like, yeah. I was like, hey, like, I, it's, this is like three pages long. Like, uh, no one's going to be like coming in to direct me. Like, would, would you guys mind if I came in with one of the engineers and, you know, just gave them like a really clean, uh, clean track. And they were like, yeah, of course, like no problem. Uh, which now I think just how awesome that was. Cause it was a little, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like that doesn't happen. And I, there are so many things that I kind of just assumed happened. And now I've realized, wow, like they were actually very cool to let me, uh, come in and do that. Uh, and I went in and we, we did it. I think I did one pass of it. And it just was that feeling of like, you know, what I was going through, like, at the same time, like, uh, feeling put into a box, craving this freedom that, that I, that you crave so much that you, describing it is just dumb. Like, you, you want to paint it, like, you want to, like, words can't express, like, how much you want to do, how much life you feel that you have. Uh, yes, it was like a, it was like a beautiful explosion for me um, internally. And and that was it. I, I sent it to you guys and uh, they, you know, uh, I think y'all were happy with it. I think it, yeah, it was all pretty simple. I, I guess what I'm saying is like sometimes material is so good that you just, like your job as an artist is to leave it alone. And sure. that doesn't, that doesn't often happen. So for me, the maybe like five times that's happened, like this, this is one of them where you go in and you're like, no, I get what they, what the writers want me to get across with these words and I feel it and there's no need to mess around with it. Had you listened to any, were you familiar with number stations before, before you came into this? And, and if not, I mean, did you listen to one just so, to sort of get a sense of what they were? Have you listened since? Because they are super creepy and I can't stop listening to them and wondering <laughs> whether it's – maybe it's aliens. I know it's supposed to be spy stuff, but, I, you know, what, what, uh, How, what was your exposure? I didn't even know up to this point, literally, that that was a thing. That's a real thing? <laughs> yeah, there yes. are these stations that – where like a little tone plays, it's like do 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 four eleven fifteen twenty three, and then like the what? tone plays again. It's yeah. like a band of radio, and I think during the Cold War, it was used by like the British would broadcast, 
and uh, and somebody who was there, somebody who was undercover somewhere, could tune into the radio station, hear the message, which anybody could hear, but only they would be able to decipher it. So, oh my, wow, it's bizarre. And there's a whole uh, community of people who track these down and try and crack the codes and figure out what's going on and whether or not they're still in use and what they <laughs> actually were. It's and it's it's haunting to listen to. It's very very frightening. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, I, I totally knew that was a real thing, and, <laughs> and and looked into it. Oh my god! No, I had I had no idea. I mean, you guys came up with so much wacky shit. I can't tell what what could be real and what is just night veil. That's oh, true. Man. Wow. Yeah, that is a, one of those Night Vale traps where it's like, is this a thing or is this not a thing? It's like how a couple episodes ago, I didn't know that narwhals were real. Uh, um, yeah. So it's like that. Yeah, yeah. and you're like, and I, I could Google it, but then will I feel like an idiot? Like it, it, it's, a, right. it's a war within myself all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I encourage you to take a dip into this, but I didn't really – I didn't realize that they were real until uh, the earlier part of this episode – where when we were talking about it, it's like, oh, hold on, I'm on Wikipedia right now, and oh, I've got really? the scariest clip ever, and yeah, then I it's played it freaky. for everybody, and it was yeah, I sent it to Symphony and then watched her face <laughs> while she listened to it because I knew uh, of the of the three of us, she would be the most creeped out by it, and I was, <laughs> and I was deeply creeped out. Uh, hey Molly, I was one of my favorite parts of this episode and of your portrayal of Faye is. The singing, it's just so unabashed. And I know that you already, like, you have a nice voice. Like, I knew you sang, but, like, has that been a passion for you? Like, did you, I mean, because you could have just sang it, like, really quietly, but you really just belted it out, girl. <laughs> um, well, I felt that, I, I, I felt that was Faye. I felt yeah. that was, again, this kind of, for me, like, coming out of adolescence and, like, even becoming a teenager uh, and then a young adult, like, you have these moments where it's like, no, like, I feel good and I want to fully express it and I don't care who knows it. <laughs> uh, and so that that was, like, the energy that I simultaneously was feeling and that Faye was, yeah, like, reflecting. Um, singing has been a bizarre journey for me, if I'm honest. It's something that, like, I was, you know— uh, uh, given lessons as a child and continued probably like on a, like a, a weekly basis um, until I was 19 or so. And then I, I stopped because I was like, I don't think I'm really feeling this. Like, I don't know if I actually do express myself in this way. And then all these little things started happening. Like first it was the opportunity with you guys with Night Vale. And I was like, no, I, I do understand singing as an expression, especially as it relates to this character. So I should probably keep this up. And then uh, more animation opportunities like started coming up with singing and then musicals. But my a real like love for it, a real love for singing uh, hadn't hit me until uh, a few months ago. Oh, really? Actually, yeah, I found a teacher um, that we just, we clicked, which is also, it's that thing of like how how different your experience can be with a, a good mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and and I've gotten back into it on a weekly basis and recorded like a new demo for some other projects. And yeah, I, and it's, it, and it's, it's funny because like I'll think about it. I'm like, okay, Molly, you're going to spend time doing X, Y, and Z, like 
acting, violin, and singing. You don't have to do all three of these. Like, only do what makes you happy, and, like, I'll sit mm-hmm. and I'll think about it. Yeah, and and I'm like, no, I actually enjoy being in L.A. traffic and getting to this singing lesson and trying <laughs> to find parking and, and, like, doing, like, you know, 45 minutes of the song or whatever that I'm, that I'm preparing. Like, even with all the frustrations of getting around uh, and paying for something yourself, right. I was like, no, I— I love this, but I love it now. Like, I can't say um, that I loved it, you know, even even a year ago. I don't think I fully understood what that, what that could be um, in my world. So it's funny that, that you ask. Yeah, it sounds like you love it when you're performing it, whatever it was mm-hmm. four years ago. There's definitely a, a passion there. So, so I'm glad that it found its way back to you. Yeah, me too. And that was definitely... Uh, part of the journey, I think probably the, the very beginning of it. Uh, and who knows, like, I, I think things like singing maybe felt like felt very feminine. And I was always pushing against people seeing me as, um, as like a doll, as something Mm. fragile and sweet, because I liked to be tough and rough and, you know, to go out and like really like get my hands dirty. And, uh, and I think like even just with vocal quality, I I think it had to do with that, that I wanted people to take me seriously. And for some reason I thought, um, singing made people take me less seriously. Like it's silly, but I, I think that had something to do with it. And now, you know, I just say, fuck it, I like doing it. And so that's all that really matters. And all those other thoughts were, you know, insecurity. And I mean, we all go through that. And I mean, it's it's a relief if if you can get over any insecurities, I think, that, that you have. Yeah. Not giving a shit is like a superpower. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's my yeah. favorite. For real. It's, yeah. it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah, a superpower. It's, a superpower. it's crazy. It's crazy. I, I do I, I feel like you're powerful now. <laughs> and you are very powerful. Um, uh, one question we like to ask guests on our show is, uh, this was, when did this episode? March this 1st. Was, uh, March, March 1st of 2014. So what was your life like March 1st of 2014? What was going on in your world? What was going on? Um, I was shooting Castle. And I believe I had started uh, dipping my toes into producing um, a feature film uh, that was a real pain in the ass, but I was, you know, going <laughs> to see it through. Uh, what else was going on? I only had Piper. I didn't have Pikachu. Uh, those are your dogs? Yeah, those are my, my dogs. Yeah, so my, my life was devoid of a of a good amount of joy. Wait, which one's the smallest one? So that's Piper, who who's nine. She'll be ten soon. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. And and Pikachu is uh she'll be five soon. Wow. Yeah. You're so blessed. Yeah. I, You're yeah. so blessed. You're blessed with dogs. Your babies I'm, are all grown up. Yeah, I know, I know, but uh, at least, at least, you know, they they can't physically get bigger. I, ma- I no. made sure <laughs> of that. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I also like I didn't, you know, in in twenty fourteen, I hadn't met Alan yet, um, who's my boyfriend, mm-hmm. and I wasn't as happy. Like it, it was funny. I was I was busy work wise, and I was 
enjoying that. Um, but it's, it's strange to think that I, I know I was happy then, like I felt happy, but Mm -hmm. the level of happiness that I feel now, like, uh, fulfillment wise, uh, being in love, uh, creating like, you know, more separation between people that were actually like good friends and people that weren't so good friends. Um, I, I feel like my life is much healthier now, uh, than back then. Well, that's good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I that time is, it's nice when time does good things to people. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I love getting to see you over the year. I mean, I've known you. Geez, how old were you when I met you? Were you 17? Uh, 17? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 17, I think. Yeah. Uh, just watching you evolve as a person has been such a joy to see. Um, when when was it the worst, Hal? Was there a moment when you were like, <laughs> oh, this, this could go poorly? <laughs> Look. That's ongoing, but the point is, you're always on probation with me, Molly. No, I, you know, I was always struck by you were always enthusiastic coming into Thrilling Adventure Hour, uh, which was so great, and also really professional. I was thinking before you were talking about sort of the concerns people had around you, and and that strikes me. I'm sure there are a lot of factors at play there, but part of it feels like a prejudice against youth mm-hmm. that because mm-hmm. you're young, you can't have it together. But you you were always responsible. Uh, you were where you needed to be. You you had your stuff down. So, but watching you evolve, like spiritually evolve, that that's more what I'm talking about. I think you've right. always been wonderful. I love you. I love spending time with you. You're such a pleasure. But watching you like take ownership of of yourself and and just blossom as a human is just amazing. And I I love seeing it. And it like every time I see you, you're happier and more fulfilled as you've sort of achieved. Like you're talking about a balance in your life. So kudos Aww, to you. How? Thank you. That's, I mean, that, you know, that, that means, it means a lot. Like that's the, that's un, unbelievably kind. And I'll put the check in the mail um, tomorrow. <laughs> Great. Just make it out to cash. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For that's, sure. That's your DBA cash. Yeah, that's cash yeah. and, and you're right. It did uh, kind of have to do with ageism, um, which Oh, it's a tricky thing to like look back and and realize that now and and how frustrating that was uh being expected to not have my shit together just because I was young and like having it not be seen that just because I was enthusiastic did not mean that I was scatterbrained right. you know and it felt like no matter how many times I proved that to certain people I never actually proved it which is why I mean you three even like with Welcome to Nightville and thrilling. Like y- y'all made me not doubt myself because that's what starts to happen. You know, like when you continually try to prove something and people don't believe you, you doubt yourself. Uh, and y'all really cleared that up for me. So thank you. Well, you were nothing but uh, professional every time. Like we were uh, hanging out, so there was no reason to <laughs> treat you any other way. You know, oh, we yeah, take it at face were, value. Y'all were the best. Over here. Oh, yeah, people best. people who don't have their shit together don't last long. Right. Welcome to Night Fail World. Yeah, yeah that is true. <laughs> it's true. Uh, I mean, I think I almost lost it that one night in Portland at the Tiger Bar. Um, but <laughs> I love that bar. That, that bar was favorite. the best. But there was one yeah. like performance where Symphony and I went out between acts. Uh, and and that one almost that one almost did me in. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Everything's I, fine. 
Uh-huh. Hey, I didn't know about it. So you were, if you're if you're going to be messing up, at least you're not getting caught. Oh, so. yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Always better to ask for forgiveness or just, you know, make it a funny story later. Like, like we've done. Yeah. We can, <laughs> can talk about it four years later and I can just be happy that you were there. I mean, Portland was a good time. Yeah, we, oh, so good. It all worked out. That, Everything was fine. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. No one got hurt. No. <laughs> no one no got one. hurt. We all our limbs survived. And we performed. We did our best. We looked cute. Mm-hmm. We looked so cute. That's the most important thing. We get out there. We show our best face. I mean, Symphony and Meg, I, I couldn't believe. I still, I mean, it's like magic how how quickly uh, and how capable you guys are of putting yourself together. Like, that first tour, especially, I I mean, I I, I couldn't. Like, there were days when I was just like, I don't, I don't, I'm looking at this lipstick. I don't remember how to put this on. Like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. And I was so determined that if I got to, like, tour with you guys again, that, like, I was going to, you know, do better. I was going to take the lessons that I had, like, learned from watching you guys and, uh, and improve. And, and it's, I totally think I did. Like, I, I will think about the second tour sometimes and, like, pat myself on the back for how I felt. You so did bring some killer ready. looks. Yeah. You had some good yeah, dresses. Yeah, I had some you good really dresses. Did. My hair was curled. <laughs> like, I was I was on it. But that was because of you guys. Like, you guys kept the bar so high. I still I still sometimes throw my hairbrush and scream that I hate it. Um, <laughs> but then sometimes, sometimes it goes up. It. <laughs> sometimes it goes up in the first try, and you're like, sometimes, I'm glorious. Don't question it. Sometimes yes. don't question you it. do the wing perfectly. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the eyeliner just wings perfectly, and you don't have to, or you, your lip liner goes on, and you don't have to keep redrawing yeah, it right. until you look like Ronald McDonald. And you're like, I'm goddamn Da Vinci <laughs> over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta, you take the good with the bad. I think, I think that's all you can do. And that's it. There you have the facts of life. There you have the facts of life. Um, well, thank you so much, Molly. Thank you for for all of getting. Just thank you for being you, and uh, thank you for doing our our show and. Uh, and yeah, and thank you for all your work over the years. It's been an honor and a pleasure and a joy in all of our lives. Well, I, I, I answer I, for everyone. <laughs> I I feel the same. I I love you guys. Thank y'all for having me on. I, you know, anytime y'all want, I am I am down. I'm Team Night Vale all the way forever. Yes, Yay. <laughs> you heard that in perpetuity. Hell yeah. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode, Numbers. Next time, we will talk about The Visitor. In the meantime, please feel free to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash goodmorningnightvale. That's patreon.com slash goodmorningnightvale. And as always, friends, fans, and enemies, good morning, Nightvale. Good morning. Come in. Good Morning Night Vale is a Night Vale Presents production. It is hosted by Symphony Sanders, Hal Lublin, and Meg Bashwinner. It is edited and mixed by Vincent Cachione. It is produced by Meg Bashwinner. Theme music by Disparition. Special thanks to our guest this week, Molly Quinn. Leave us a voicemail at 929-277-2050 or email us at info at goodmorningnightvale.com to share your theories and ask questions or to tell me how much watermelon you can eat before throwing up. 
This show is powered by our patrons like Kathleen Sweet, Willow Jordan, Shadow Side, Sarah Sherman, and Robert Marvin. I love these patrons so much that I quietly whisper their names to my horse figurine collection before bed every night. If you are interested in helping us put a band-aid over the bleeding concept that all art should be free, but that all artists should be able to eat, check us out at patreon.com slash goodmorningnightvale. For more information on this show, go to goodmorningnightvale.com and follow us on Facebook and on Twitter at Nightvale Chat. Special thanks to Christy Gressman, Jeffrey Craner, Joseph Fink, and Adam Cecil. Today's adverb is warmly. Her ass was warmly welcomed to the hot and sticky vinyl seat where it would become fused until autumn. They say you shouldn't meet your heroes. I'm Joseph Fink, and I'd like to introduce you to I Only Listen to the Mountain Goats, the show where I meet my hero and have conversations about songwriting, art, and life. This podcast is going to be weird for me because I'm proud of what I do, but I always try to change the subject if people tell me that my stuff is good. (laughs) I Only Listen to the Mountain Goats. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts.